Welcome back to the Rainy Day Horror Show, people. I hope you guys' Monday, well, Monday went well, alright? Forgot it's Tuesday for a second. Um, it's short Reddit Horror Story Tuesday. It's gonna be a good episode. I have a really, really good story picked out, personally. I think it's a good story. Um, it takes place around Christmas. I know I'm a little late, just a little bit, to be doing a Christmas story, but I couldn't resist this one. I found this one, and I think it is good, okay? If you don't know who I am, I am Dusty McBalls. I am the certified cougar hunter, and I am your host with the most, okay? And we're just going to jump right into this story. Just a short little intro, so just, you know, sit back, relax, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a good like 15, 20 minutes. I picked a decently, you know, medium long story for us today, okay? So this story comes from the subreddit, Scary Stories, with the user being Miller Willer. And the title of this story is called The Consuming Tree. Oh, spooky. So, without further ado, let's jump right into it. I never understood my mother's dread of the woods until this Christmas. Christmas has always been my favorite time of the year, and I consider myself somewhat of an expert at decking the halls. Since I was a kid, I would wake up early on Black Friday to start stringing garlands, hang lights, and meticulously arrange little figurines of elves and Santa Claus around the house. This always concerned my parents greatly, who did not care for this time of the season. Their disdain always puzzled me, especially given that my mother had immigrated from Germany, a place of renowned, well, hold on, not of, but a place renowned for its incredible Christmas celebrations as a child. Despite their chronic Grinchism, Mom always gritted her teeth and allowed me to partake in the season with one caveat, no Christmas tree. I accepted this bargain without hesitation, for my mother's fear of trees was well known to the whole family and not for entirely unfounded reasons. When my mother was a child, she and her younger sister awoke early one Christmas morning to a picturesque winter wonderland. The window panes were frosty and fluffy and new fallen snow covered the ground. They snuck out of their rooms and were dazzled by all the presents under the glittering Christmas tree. They stood momentarily holding hands, entranced by the golden spectacle. Despite 
their overwhelming urge to start opening the gifts, the order from their parents had been clear. Wait to go outside and open gifts until the parents were awake. By the thunderous sound, I just burped, by the thunderous sound of their father snoring from their parents' bedroom, they could tell they would not rise for several hours. Minutes passed, then hours. As the girls grew increasingly bored and impatient, the gifts taunting them from under the tree, they decided to go collect chestnuts from the nearby grove to pass the time. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire certainly would lessen their parents' anger for disobeying them. They bundled up and began shuffling through the powdery snow towards the tree line. The grove was just beyond a dark thicket of woods. The bare boughs of the trees creaked as they swayed in the wind. Many people were lost in the black forest yearly. While many knew the woods were just naturally hazardous and full of beasts and hazards, many local folktales claimed the trees would occasionally come alive to snatch up wanderers. The girls clutched each other tightly and bravely walked through... Oh. Sorry. It... This next part threw me off for a second. And bravely walked through until they finally emerged from the shadowy woodlands and into the bright grove. My mother collected chestnuts while my aunt was more preoccupied with running around trying to instigate a game of hide-and-seek. Feeling a bit tight-strung from disobeying their parents, my mother was not in the mood to play. Come, come play with me, Ada, my aunt squealed as she ducked behind a large, dark spruce tree at the grove's edge. Will you come back here already, Amelia? My mother yelled. They'll be awake soon. My mother threw down her pail and huffed over. But her sister was gone. Her frustration turned to panic as she screamed her sister's name, but received no response. She had vanished without a trace leaving only behind her red scarf in the snow at the base of the massive spruce tree. My mother returned home to their parents, cheeks red and blistered, sobbing and clutching my aunt's red scarf. Her parents, relieved that one of their missing daughters had returned home, wiped the tears from my mother's eyes and asked her what happened. Through her sobs, 
she could only choke out the trees ate her. My grandparents never found out what happened to their youngest daughter, but harbored a deep resentment toward their eldest until their deaths. This ordeal left my mother deeply scarred and with a lingering nervousness around trees. But this, this is my year. Finally, my husband and I bought our first home, and now I can go full send on Christmas, tree and all. We picked out a handsome spruce and set it up in the corner of our living room, and it felt like a real Christmas for once. That evening, I was shutting the lights off in the living room before bed. I unplugged the soft white lights wrapped around the tree. As I left the room, I heard a rustling behind me. I turned around and found the tree had moved several feet from its original spot towards me. It hadn't fallen or tipped over. Instead, it stood straight up with a shower of fallen spruce needles trailing the floor behind it. I shimmied it back into place and went to leave the room again, but as I passed under the doorway, I heard a loud rustling again. I quickly flipped on the overhead light and, well, I quickly flipped on the overhead light and spun around, but the tree remained in the same spot. My husband called me from the other room and asked what I was doing. I shook my head, cut off the light, and went to bed. Our dog Francis woke me the following morning with a soft whimper. He was shaking and had his tail tucked between his legs, which was unusual, but I figured he desperately needed to go for a walk. Upon hearing me say walk, he calmed down slightly. So, I went into the living room to grab my walking shoes from the closet. I sat on the couch, slipped my shoes on, and called Francis so I could fasten his harness. But, he refused to enter the living room. I found him cowering in my room, refusing to leave. I got frustrated, so I grabbed him by the collar and dragged him into the living room. He was fixed on the tree and softly growled and yipped. I got his harness on before realizing I had forgotten the bags, so I went to the kitchen for a moment to grab some. I was only gone for a moment, but from across the house, I heard a sharp yelp from Francis, like someone had stepped on his tail. When I returned to the living room, the dog was nowhere to be found. I searched the house high and low, but found nothing except his collar underneath the Christmas tree. I picked it up, rushed into our bedroom, and woke my husband. He insisted we search the neighborhood for Francis, 
but I knew it was useless. The tree, that tree, did something to him. I insisted we tossed it, but my husband insisted I was being hysterical. Come on, tomorrow is Christmas, he said. We'll keep it up one more day, then get rid of it. I reluctantly agreed, but felt uneasy all day and never once turned my back on the tree. That night, I went to sleep with the pit in my stomach. I woke in the early hours of the morning to a piney smell. Panicked, I threw on the lights. The tree hunched over my husband and the soft, smacking sound of chewing echoed off the walls. The tree seemed startled and looked at me after I switched on the light. My husband's legs dangled out of the tree's mouth, a vast grinning maw with bright red lips and human-like teeth. Having already been half consumed by the thing, it bit down, severing my husband's legs at the knee and sending a spray of blood down onto our off-white sheets. It licked its lips and its grin widened as it slowly and quickly teeter-tottered over to me around the foot of the bed. I seized the moment, rolling over my husband's severed legs and landing on the wooden floor. I dashed but tripped on the carpet, sailed into the hallway, and slammed, whoa, and slammed into the drywall. I was dazed for a moment, and the tree pounced on me. I could feel its cartoonishly huge teeth chewing on my leg and sucking me down its gullet. Before it could eat me whole, I grabbed the topmost branch and stuck upwards. Oh, sorry, not and, I meant that stuck upwards. I grabbed the topmost branch that stuck upwards and snapped it off. It softly whimpered and released me just long enough for me to rest myself free and run into the living room. I rummaged through the closet and grabbed a massive can of bug spray and a lighter. The monster loomed behind me as quickly... The monster... Whoa, hold on. Rewind. The monster loomed behind me as I quickly whipped around, flicked the lighter, and sprayed the Christmas tree with my homemade flamethrower. It erupted into flames, its sap crackling and shaking violently back and forth. I had accidentally set the drapes on fire, and the room quickly filled with smoke. I crawled to the door and tumbled ju- Tumble, whoa, what the fuck? I can't read today. Can't read. I'm sorry, people. I just can't read. I crawled to the door and tumbled out just as I ran out of breath. I slammed the door behind me for good measure. I sat on the front lawn 
and watched my house become engulfed in flames. The deaths of my husband and dog quickly overshadowed my gratitude for having survived the whole ordeal. I wept and cried out and cursed the trees. Through tears, I watched the trees rustling in the hazy distance beyond the fire, unsure if they were closer than I remembered before. And that is the end of the story people told you was a good story. Have I ever had a bad story on here? Yes, I have. There were some bad ones on here that I did that I thought were absolutely fucking hilarious. But, this was a good story. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys are enjoying your day, right? You know, it's the beginning of the work week, but we've got banger episodes this week, especially Friday. I'm going to keep Fridays a secret just because it is fucking crazy. It is a wild fucking story, and I'm so excited to share it. It might be two parts. I don't know, right? I have no fucking idea, but it is a weird, crazy, out there kind of fucking story. So you guys are going to enjoy it. It's going to be awesome. And yeah, that's all I really got. Um, I know I said you guys are going to get seven episodes this week. It's going to be six. I'm sorry. Me and Gabby just had a really busy weekend and we're really tired. So we didn't have a chance to record one for tomorrow. But you guys will get it. You guys will get it soon. Trust me. You guys will get it soon. It's going to be a good episode. I think we're going to be doing the Ken and Barbie Killers. So, I'm not familiar with that at all. That's Gabby's thing. So, she knows the story. So, I think she might run this episode. But it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And, yeah. You guys will probably enjoy it too. Um, Thursday, horror movie breakdown. Probably going to do The Exorcist that just relieved, be released. Not relieved. Released because... I didn't fucking go out and see it, but, like, I don't know. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a good episode. It was an okay movie. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it on Thursday, so. Um, what else? What else? Sunday, Oregon, you're fucking up, right? Serial killer, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, you guys are up, yeah. Gonna be a good episode. I still haven't looked to see any serial killers that you guys have, but I'm excited to go out and see them. It's gonna be fun, right? I'm gonna go through all 50 states. You're, well, the serial killer that I think is the most interesting. I'm gonna stick away from the mainstream serial killers like Ted Bundy, Ed Gein, Jeffrey Dahmer, those guys. I'm gonna go more with the, the more unknown serial killers, you know, within your guys' states, so, it's gonna be fun, and, yeah, that's all I really got for you guys, enjoy the rest of your week, I will see you guys Thursday, and, yeah, just don't do anything stupid, so, remember, stay frosty, stay foxy, and most importantly, the most important thing on this planet, stay safe, you beautiful peacocks, I love y'all, deuces. (laughs) 